Welcome, everybody, to the N-Word for Nerd podcast. I'm your host, Jason, and I'm here with my nearest and dearest, the Duke of all nerds, Jason. Duke, what's going on? How you feeling? <laughs> what's up? I think, well, you need to have two different names or something. I don't know. I can call you Jensen like old boy did. Oh, Jensen. Oh, my God. I want to. Uh, <laughs> uh, that, that's still traumatizing. I'm, that's been like 20 years ago, and I'm still tra- traumatized. <laughs> Yeah, an unknown director, you know, signed an autograph for uh, Jensen over here. And um, he told him it's Jason with an E, and he proceeded to spell it. J-E-S-S-O-N. Ooh, Jessen. so Jessen. Like, what the fuck? Like, how'd you get that? If you want to know like, what director it is, the only hint I'll, clue I'll give you is that if you know what Gun Fu is, he created it. Gun Kata. Yo, Gun Connor, even better. <laughs> oh, man. I hope he still gets work. I hope he's still out there doing his thing. You know, because they're, they're, his movies are fun. They're not that smart, but they're fun. <laughs> yes. Oh, 100%. 100%. All right. Well, let's jump into some really good fun stuff here for us today. We have a full lineup for you. We're going to talk about uh, review 355. We're going to review Don't Look Up. And we're also going to review oh, the NBC oh, news show <laughs> Grand, Grand Crew. Uh, but before we jump into that, please remember to like, share, subscribe on all the places that we show Hit Cannon Circus, which is Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Pie, which I don't know what that is. I think we just made that up, but it's coming soon to a network near you. All right, let's jump into our top five or four that we're kind of bringing back. And our this one is list. going to be, uh, yes, our top list is going to be me and Jason are both putting together a four-woman team to battle any any obstacle or anything that we need to get handled and figured out. So I figured I would start off with my four women because I brought a, a very diverse cast with me. <laughs> that means it's going to be nothing but all white women. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be nothing but all white women. It's very diverse. Uh, all of them my number, <laughs> about to say, first right, Hamilton. my number four <laughs> is going to be Beatrice Kiddo, the bride. From Kill Bill 1 and 2. <laughs> My number 3 is going to be Foxy Brown by the great Pam Greer. My number 2 is going to be Sarah Connor from the Terminator franchise. Too much and alive. my number 1 <laughs> is going to be Coffee, then the glorious Pam Greer from that series of Black Exploitation films. So yes, I have two Pam Greers in there, but both kick all tons of ass. That'd be my four-man be- crew because I feel like Beatrice Kiddo is the most deadliest. Linda Ka- Hamilton is going to give the leadership and build up the team. And then Coffee and Foxy Brown are just straight up like beasts. So that is my four-man woman team. And I try to keep the supernatural women out of it, just more reality, quote-unquote, based if I could. So, yeah, Chasing. all this is based in reality. <laughs> right, 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 right. Who is your four-man or four-woman team? All right. Team? So my four-woman team uh, – Fuck. I mean, we t- we we think too much along the lines. The same thing. So, number one, the leader of the group, the tactician, will be uh, Sarah Connor. Obviously, okay. uh, you know she is. Uh, she brings the right amount of, of of I'm right, but I'm also a little bit crazy to to lead a team. <laughs> right. You obviously going to need someone to you know who's going to be the silent assassin, which will be Beatrix Kiddo, aka the Bride. You know right. she will be the one that's going to you know, be like on the solo missions. You know. Slicing up a hundred dudes, okay. You need someone to drive. You need a getaway driver. So I'm gonna say Letty from the Fast and the Furious. You need Ooh, someone who's gonna be good, good with the car, you know, 
And also, like, her superpowers is as long as she's in a car, nothing can phase her. <laughs> so, you want one of them on your team. And then finally, you just yeah, I mean, technically, all- she only died because she was outside of the car. Because she was she outside of the car. Died. And she wasn't even dead. She wasn't yeah, even dead. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and you just need a general that's all around muscle, like someone who's going to, you know, take orders, but also, like, knows how to shoot. And I wish Jeremy was here because he would he would back me up on this. But I would say Zoe Washburn from Serenity, you know, uh-huh. she is a good second in command sort of uh, person to not only lead when the leader is out, but also put some fists down when there needs to be fisting in the sport. <laughs> Maybe not the best terminology when we're speaking of four women teams. Fisting. Be a, um, a lot of fisting in there. <laughs> yes, fist the cups and fisting. All in the same thing I, in the moment. Uh, yeah, they're not interchangeable. <laughs> they not but, I mean, one? I feel like our top fours would uh, make a better... You know what? I'll save what it'll make it better than for <laughs> later on in a segment of this show. Oh, um, yeah. Definitely guys, make it better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But guys, go ahead and comment. Let us know which your top four women. And, and you say mission. We're talking about anything. It could be in Mission Impossibles. It could be, hey, we got to figure out how to stop an asteroid from hitting Earth. Because um, wouldn't it just be easier to train the astronauts to? Anyway, so anything. <laughs> no, shut up, Ben Affleck. It would not be easier. This is my movie. <laughs> We're gonna send these drillers up to be astronauts, and that will be easier. Oh man! So yes, but um, let us know what your top four women would be, and if you have somebody that you think that we missed and left out, I do want to give an honorable mention to some people I thought about that I did not put on there. Um, Hit girl. Oh, that was one of my honorable mentions too. (laughs) As like an enforcer, especially if she actually gets older, and actually one of mine that I had on here that I, I originally scratched out, but I had initially. Was, you know, as me and you both know, because we did a list similar to this, was the wonderful and amazing Ellen Ripley. But I feel like Ellen's bad assery is more in the spectrum of survival, less in the spectrum of, like, leading or military charging. So that's why she's good if you're on a space mission (laughs) and you need someone to actually think about things while you're in space. Right, right. (laughs) I'll tell you, hey, maybe we shouldn't let the guy in with an alien life form attached to our face into the ship. Maybe that's a bad <laughs> idea. <laughs> I understand he's our friend. I get it. I get it. But <laughs> right, don't right, let him right. in. <laughs> so let's jump into our latest movie review. We are going to review the 355, the latest release on in the theaters here. So for anyone who does not know anything about this movie, a brief synopsis is CIA, CIA agent Mason Mace Brown joins forces with a rival German agent, a cutting-edge computer specialist, and a Colombian psychologist when a top-secret weapon falls into the hands of a group of mercenaries. Together, the four women embark on a breakneck mission to save the world while staying one step ahead of a mysterious figure who's tracking <laughs> their every move. Oh man, that intro sounds so much better than what we're about to talk about in this movie. So, Jason, the Duke of All Nerds, I bequeath this throne for you and let you start this off. Tell us about so, the 355. Me and my kid went to go see this, and my kid's 13, and he was like, I don't understand this movie at all. And I'm like, Neither do I, son, and I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> all right. 
I'm not gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try to avoid some spoilers for anybody that but like pretty much this is a paint by numbers movie. Like everything you think is gonna happen is going to happen. Um the twist villain at the midway point is obvious who it is. Uh but there's just some 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 and and you know these action movies, there's always like some sort of MacGuffin that is just basically magic and does a thing uh that you know th- doesn't really, you know, not even remotely possible in real life this MacGuffin in this one is this internet you know super thing that can cause airplanes to fall out the sky or blow up in the sky and it's like that's not how the internet works like anybody should know that that we use the internet every day we should know that's not how the internet works that you can just i, I, I didn't know that's how the internet didn't work I thought the internet, <laughs> that's I thought how the internet works our, i thought we had to turn off our cell phones for that reason because the plane because <laughs> yeah, it might oh. just explode no. <laughs> But um, the characters in this, uh, I didn't really. I mean, I I kept trying to think like if this was like a du- a movie with just dudes in it, like would it be any better? And it's like no, it it's still like run of the mill. And, and the fact that it has a, a a leading cast of female stars is not the reason why this is bad. The reason why it's bad is because it's half baked, half cooked. Uh, it is the action is handy cam shot up to hell that you can't see what's going on. And um, I uh, pretty much the only character I really kind of like cared about by cared. I mean, I didn't care because like they're the only one that actually had any sort of backstory was the German woman. Um, and like, that's because like they thought like, cause of her dad, like they thought she was always like, you know, could it be a turncoat or whatever? And it was like, that's kind of dumb, but I at least she has like a motivation for like not wanting to be like in a team of people because everybody doesn't trust her anyway. Mm-hmm. But like the reason why they came together was it was so contrived. Um, the uh, Asian chick at the end was not actually in the movie. <laughs> she was completely uh, green screened in. Like they just added her in, and like Are you it serious? Was, I'm dead serious. Like if you go back and see her shot. There, she's never what? in the same scene with or same shot with another character. And if she is, you can tell she's obviously composited into the movie. <laughs> oh my god, I was wondering why. No, hey, I'll let you finish. So it sorry. looks so weird. It looks so, and I'm like, dude, she's not in this movie. Like, you know, when there would be shots, there would be shots where you're like, why are they shooting like this? Why are they doing like a cut back and forth like this? Normally, you'll have like maybe like an over shoulder POV from a character or two characters facing each other. They'd be actually in the same shot together if they're talking to each other no this woman is and like and the thing is it was like she comes in at the very like tail in the movie and if for and her reasoning for being there and for helping is just so like you could have helped by like not doing any of that shit that you did <laughs> and like it was like 100 and i don't want to be like here here's the thing i think and this might sound, but hear, hear me out, that Hollywood should stop trying to cater to Chinese audiences. And not because we don't need, you know, Asian actors or, or, or people of color in the movie. It's because they do it in such a, a ham-fisted, such a half-assed way that it, I don't understand, like, you're not actually catering to them at all. You're just like, oh, we'll just put a Chinese person in there and make this in Shanghai, and you know, it's like the bare minimum of like, like, that's what you guys like, right? And it's like, you don't even like, care to actually put any like 
actual content that would be good for Asian audiences in in China. Like, well, I'm getting my this... tiki torch ready for your comments. Since <laughs> you get canceled, we might as well go full on in. No, like, I'm saying, like, <laughs> you're being racist by not like actually doing any understanding of the Asian market. Like, the reason that movies, Hollywood movies, fail in 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 the Asian market, even though it's the largest market next by far, is because you are not doing the work necessary to make it a movie that they would like to go and watch. And, and 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 this movie is like y'all didn't even put the fucking half the effort in it. Like at least in 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 um fucking Transformers, you know, Dark Side of the Moon. They were like, oh, we'll just make the whole last half in 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 Hong Kong, and they'll they'll like right. that for no goddamn reason. But this movie, ugh, it's just like so many, just like it's just like the bare minimum action affairs. Like let's just go on to the next scene. Who cares how they got there? Who cares how anybody, you know, how anything's happening? We're just going to the next scene. It's going to be action in that scene. Let's just move on, move on, move on. Does any of this fucking make sense? No. But who cares? It's just an action movie. And it's like, is this what you really want to put out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, especially if you got, like, these great actresses, you know, Jessica Chastain, you got freaking Lupita Nyong'o, who's lame, like, you know, has a, in there, I can't really do it. You know, you got fucking uh, Penelope Cruz for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's like this is what. Hold on, real quick, do. just just I want to point this out. Like, I spent majority of this movie being like, "Man, who was this actress that looks like Penelope Cruz?" Because there's no way in hell that Penelope <laughs> Cruz hasn't aged aged in like in twenty years, forty years. Yeah. Like, I'm, the whole movie, I'm like, why does this woman look so much like Penelope, Cruz, like a young Penelope Cruz? And at the end, I was like. Oh shit, that was Penelope Cruz. Like, <laughs> like, and the people are like, oh, you're an idiot. Just no, when you see her, she doesn't look like she's aged in 20 years, man. Like, but she anyway, that's still, just yeah. She still looks like she's always looked like. But yeah. Honestly, it's just like, what is this movie? Who's this movie for? Like, it's not for women because like nothing in here. I mean, I'm not a woman, I can't tell you what women like or whatever. But this ain't it. I, I can tell you that <laughs> this ain't it. It's definitely not for dudes because this shit ain't it. Because <laughs> this ain't it. It's just not. Like what? Who made? Why y'all make this movie? And then the the title is like barely a thing. <laughs> like it's not oh, even yes. like it doesn't connect to the movie until the very end. And it's like it's so on the nose and so like insufferably stupid. It's like y'all just. Y'all stop. <laughs> Just stop. And, and it still doesn't connect. It's a statement. It still doesn't it's connect. Not even, yeah, it is. Oh, my God. Yes. Let me. Yeah, it let seems me like the title is like someone found this cool fact. And they're like, oh, that's a cool fact. And then like, oh, we should make a movie about it. But it's like, oh, no, we already have this movie written. Just make it work for this, this movie. Yep. And we'll title that. And then we'll just tag something on the end where it's like about that. And it's like, I, there was a much better movie there. <laughs> Like, oh, yes. It, yes. It's, it's, no, don't go watch this movie. That's it. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm chomping at the bits now because I think I've hit on most of the stuff I'm going to hit on, but you know, I got to add my, my twang on it. All right. All right. Let's go ahead. Um, I love your puns. Can, let's go. <laughs> can the 355 please get a 45 and just blow my brains out because <laughs> this movie was terrible? Look, I love women. Like, Watching Lapita, watching Penelope and Jessica, like 
most of the time in any situation, that's going to make my day. Just because they're fine women that have great acting chops, and I am here for it. But as a as a grown ass loving woman man, it's so much I fucking hate about this movie that just makes this movie so hard to cheer for anybody in this movie because it sucks so bad. I, going off what Jason said, I love that it's an all woman lead led film. I don't like we keep getting these lackluster women-led films, not because the women don't have the ability to make great films. It just seems like, I don't know if it's a Hollywood thing or if it's just a game they're playing, that they just go, oh, it's all women. That should get the women in the, in the movie theater. So we don't have to really worry about anything else about it being good because we obviously see that doesn't work. And you keep doing this, and then it keeps making this stigma that women-led films can't do good at the box office because you keep giving us this shit. You keep giving us this utter trash. There's no such thing as a 355. Let me just tell you that. Spoiler alert. They, <laughs> they, they, it's no team. Like, this movie was marketed like these group of spies get together when it's big international events to go and squash it. No, 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 no. This movie was a thing happens. And they're chasing it. Two different agencies are chasing it. And they have to be like, oh, I guess we'll fucking work together then because we keep fucking each other over and stopping the same thing we're trying to stop. And then they bring in a psychiatrist who has no field experience at all. And they're like, oh, yeah, because who you got to protect your family. <laughs> yeah, we got to protect your family from the bad guys. You're in this movie, too. Let's just roll with it. it, it again, I want to repeat this. There is no such thing as the 355 in this movie. This is no different than a bunch of chicks or a bunch of military professionals got together and was like, we got to stop a big bad. Naturally, it's all the conspiracy stuff and blah, 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 blah. Like, it... Okay. Yeah, F that. So let's just go on to the things that, like, that I just, I mean, let's get some of the good stuff out of here before I start hating on it, all right? I enjoyed The Beautiful Women. Um, <laughs> I, enjoyed, I enjoyed but some things when they did something that were women-specific. I enjoyed things like it was a scene where Lupita was coming down from the rafters. She threw her heels down and then dropped down. Like, that's a woman-specific thing because no woman's going to jump straight down on heels from a high level. Well, no woman's probably jumping off anything with heels on. But that is something that a touch that I know somebody that was a woman said, hey, wouldn't it make more sense if you do this than doing that? I respected that because I could see those things. I mean, some thought was put into this. I would like the fact that all through the movie, when men tried to manipulate the women, it really didn't work. Because most people, stereotypical, would say women are the master manipulators. I'm not saying that's true or false, but for the stigma of what the movie is, it works very well. After that, that's it. That's all I got for this movie for what I like. Let's go into, let's jump into the trash bin, because I know that's what y'all really come here to hear me say is what I fucking hate. So we're going to go ahead and let's run this down. Look, if you're going to put Winter Soldier in the movie, we know what the game is. I'm not going to say, but it's either two things it's going to be, early exit or double back. I ain't going to say which one it is, but don't put the Winter Soldier in the movie if you're going to have it just be this stereotypical role. Um, let's go and jump into that one. The camera decisions. The camera decisions are the most oh atrocious God. things I've ever seen in cinema movie-making history. And y'all go, Jason, you say that like every week about a bad movie, so what makes this any different? No, this may be it, guys. <laughs> this may be the apocalypse of camera work. It's a point in scene in this movie where it is Jessica Chastain, Lapita, and her boyfriend talking, and they literally pull a Michael Bay wraparound four times. I almost got to the point I almost threw up because I got theater sick. Is that even a thing? Well, it's a thing today. I got theater <laughs> sick. It almost threw up. 
It was no reason for this wraparound Michael Bay style. It was no action scene. It was no even intriguing dialogue. They were just talking, and they decided to do the 360 camera thing around them as if this was something special. Another thing that irritated me, the most irritating thing is, is that you cast these amazing actors in this movie. I mean, I know we haven't talked much about uh, Diane Kruger, but she's in it. She can hold her on. It's the German assassin. Uh, uh, we talk about Lapita. We're talking about Jessica. We're talking about Penelope. It was parts of this movie where, let's say, Lapita was explaining something as the tech genius. And for no apparent reason, they would just cut to Penelope Cruz listening to her. You can hear Lapita's, Lapita's voice talking about the stuff, but they just cut to Penelope looking, listening, and then it would cut back to Lapita still talking, and then it would cut to Diane Kruger listening. What are you trying to show us that they're intensely listening to her? What, what, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are we <laughs> seeing people who aren't talking and not even, they're not even emoting? It'd be different if it was like, oh, this subtle facial expression they're making, we want you to see because maybe it's a callback to later in the movie. No, they're just doing it because. As if it's like, hey, guys, Lapita's talking, but we want you to know that everybody's listening intently. Yeah, because we're a team now. Like, more cuts no equals more amazing action. If you do more cuts, <laughs> it's more fun. You do more cuts. <laughs> Literally, hey, look, unless your name is Mike Larry or Marcus Burnett from Bad Boys, I don't need no more 360 wraparounds. No more. Stop it. <laughs> Michael Bay did it, and it had a great effect. It's the thing that's used up. Let's go to the other part, the action scene. These action scenes in here, you know what? Liam Neeson sat with us somewhere and be like, hey, we need to sue them for copyright action scene infringement because all these action scenes was taken S and not taken in like the good part one one. No, it's about all the rest of them where it was like, we Take know Liam Neeson three. can't do that shit. Yeah, he can't do that shit. So we're going to cut around all the things you can do. So I'm going to throw a punch and then I'm going to cut. And then I'm going to flip the camera around and see the punch coming. But then I'm going to cut. And then I'm going to flip it over the shoulder. And then that person's going to, oh, like, all the fight scenes are shot that way. So it leads me to say that either the women they had doing these roles did not want to do the physicality or they could not let them do the physicality because of insurance reasons. Or the directors were like, hey, we can't make these fights look very natural by letting the camera be there. We got to work around it. Regardless what the answer is, the answer was not what we saw on the the on the, uh, the movie, the theater, because it fucking sucked. All right. I got all that out the way. <laughs> and I feel better. I feel like I've exercised the demons. I know <laughs> get you're going to ask me. Oh, no, Ooh. no. I get the last thing. Sorry. It was one more thing. One more thing. I just fucking forgot. And now I remember it. And this movie, and I'm going to channel my Stephen A. Smith here, had the <laughs> mitigated goal to actually try to set their asses up for a Fucking for a, sequel. For a sequel. Are you effing kidding me? You watched this movie and was like, yeah, we need to put some at the end just in case people want to come back and see this. I will tell you this. I will mark my words. They make a sequel to this movie. We know that Hollywood and movie making is dead. Because there's no mm -hmm. way whatever they saw in this spurred anybody to think to themselves, man, we want to see the continued adventures of these people. Jesus Christ. Uh, um, and I had high hopes for this movie. Just so you know, you can ask Jason. I was like, I'm excited about 355. Like, you put these kind of actresses and actors in this movie, I was hyped for it. And what I got was probably, it may be the biggest letdown of 2022, maybe for the rest <laughs> of this year for me. I don't feel like anything that we can watch here is a bigger letdown than what I saw in this movie. Like, I, I hope, I'm, I'm I hope nothing is I'm, as big as letdown as this fucking movie is. <laughs> I'm over it. I can't do it. I can't do it. So, let's go on and jump into the rating system. Uh, Jason. What do you got on this um, this movie itself? Out of five? 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> so out of five, I wonder how I'm gonna put that blurb in the edit, but I'll figure it out. Um I'll let's give it, it a, let's give it a, let's give it a two. Let's give it a two. Okay, wow, okay. Two or actually two, a number two. <laughs> a number two, number two. Okay, number two. Let me just take a dump two. on it as well. Okay. I am giving it a 0.5 because I do like girls. And the girls are hiding this. That's the only reason I'm giving it a 0.5. If this was a man's movie where men were doing this shit, it would be a complete utter zero. And I would find I would this is the kind of movie that I would buy the DVD so I could record myself kicking it up the street. <laughs> so I would it up. Right. What Jay-Z say? I sold drugs, so you ain't had to go through that. I watched this movie, guys, for y'all don't have to go through that. Because this was terrible. And if you ever have to watch this movie, if it comes on TNT or TBS, cancel your subscription to that channel until it gets off the screen. Because it ain't, that's how bad this movie is. If you're a PG-13 movie and you can't entertain a 13-year-old, you need to stop. You just need to stop making movies. <laughs> All right? yeah, 100%. Like, like, they're literally the easiest to do. You got a fart joke in there anywhere, they'll be fucking happy. No, this, uh, my skit was so fucking bored in this shit. I was fucking bored. This shit was boring. It was, it was boring. Let's get it. Let's get it. It was, it was not exciting. It was not fun. It was, it was, it was just bad. Um, yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. And the story. I, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going <laughs> to grace this with spoilers because I feel like it's spoilers. It's just going to make me more mad. And, I don't want to go through that because we got a whole Look, rest of the show to do. The thing is, there's nothing you can really spoil because it's, as I said, it's completely like paint by numbers. You know who the bad guy is going to be from the very get go. There's a mm-hmm. character that 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 goes away and comes back because you know what's going to happen because there has to be a twist. It's yep. nothing here is anything ex- new or exciting or not any- or even a, a fresh take on things that you already seen before. It is completely. Just blah. It's mayonnaise on white toast, not even <laughs> on white bread. Mayonnaise on yes. white bread. <laughs> well, luckily enough for us, we got a little pilot cleanser here. So we did review Don't Look Up, the newest addition to oh, the so Netflix family. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> and uh seems to be taking over the world, or at least the United States, like wildfire. So we were like, we gotta jump on this train. Hopefully, get some like, views. So we decided if to watch anything, the movie and go ahead. We're right, right. for the for the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby. Uh, so yes, we um we decided to go watch and uh, review this. Don't look up. So I- I'm going to jump right into this one. Um, don't look up is two low level astro- astronomers must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet Earth. So. Yes, me, myself, and I looked up at my TV, and I turned on Netflix, and I watched this, and it made me feel good as a movie lover, but disturbed as a human being on this planet. (laughs) This movie is completely worth the buzz. This movie probably, I I haven't heard enough of it, but should get more buzz for Leo's uh, performance in this one. Oh, he's so good. (laughs) It's times in this movie that I forgot that that was Leo, he embodied, embodied Dr. Mindy so well that I was just like, like again, it was moments in here. I'm like, oh, damn, like, I forgot that is DiCaprio out here giving it up like this because he's amazing <laughs> in this movie. Um, the satire, it, the satire is not so in your face. The only times I felt like it was really in your face were all the scenes with the president and the son. But everything else in the movie felt almost 
satirical, but like real life. It felt like this is what goes on in everyday life for people. I think some of the politics, politician parts of it were kind of where they really played up to it, which is fine because when you see the movie, it fits in why it plays this way because no sane human being, in my knowledge, in my eyes, could look at a comet coming to destroy the Earth and think of it as like second tier or third tier information as the leader of a country. So yeah, we'll deal being, with that later. <laughs> right, right, right. So them being so over the top satirical works because that's the only way you can buy in that if someone told you, hey, a comet's going to destroy the Earth and you're not that bothered, it's because you're kind of playing a character of it. Um, the imagery in this movie is spot on. I love the intercut scenes of nature with human beings and like going back and forth with that and how uh, pollination, etc. I thought that was a very good, subtle sense of like, hey, guys, if you're not paying attention, this is a little bit about, you know, climate change and global warming, as well as a little bit of COVID, as well as a little bit about fake news. Like, so they do the intercut scenes, I think, is one of those moments that if you're not trying to get the point, he's he's even leading you to the point on this one. <laughs> um, you feel uneasy watching this, though. And I admit, at one point in the movie, I kind of was like, I, I can't give up on this movie now because I definitely want to see, does the world of the Earth end? Like, at a certain point in the movie, you get to the point where you're thinking, okay, is this really going to happen? And that tension sinks you in more and more and more as, like you said, when you look up and you start seeing the formation of something headed towards Earth. Um, that's what makes this movie so hard is because every time you get a laugh and every time you enjoy a moment, it's almost like you're laughing at our own stupidity. So it's that's almost like it a is. double-edged sword. Like, you're <laughs> like, oh, that's hilarious. But then you go, oh, shit, this is us. Like not not NBC. This is us. This is really us in real <laughs> life. Um, the film is shot really good. the The only real issue complaint I have, and it's not really a complaint. It's just I wish they would have done a better job making this a point or satire in a movie. Is I hate how they characterize Katniss or Jennifer Lawrence's character. <laughs> uh, I know Katniss is is a, is a bitch in the Hunger Games, but in this one. They do the thing where they make her the, I guess, the perspective person that reacts to the things the way that any normal human being would react to the possibility or the realization that the Earth is going to end or the planet is going to be destroyed. The thing I wish they would have done is that I think I wish they would have played it into her being like, hey, this was going on and blah, 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 blah. And then be like, whoa, whoa, stop yelling. Whoa, why are you got to be so aggressive? Like, they do this to her, but she actually is aggressive and she is because if someone's telling you the earth is going to end and you're not listening the only thing you would do is yell harder or get more aggressive i wish they would have played into the whole woman minority thing that we can't ever lose our temper we can't ever yell we can't ever do um, 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 any emote any emotion in a corporate or political setting i wish they would have had her more in that frame where that she was doing almost normalized things but because of sexism they were playing her exactly Right, yeah, and they, they could have just opposed that with it. right, right, and they could have just opposed that with Meryl Streep's president character in hers. How because this is a woman in power, her reactions are they don't take it as quote unquote being a bitch or whatever, whatever, but because this one is not, it's perceived as oh, she I wish that would have happened, but it didn't. But I was fine with it because again, I think the character characterization of what she was standing for, how she reacted, was it was normal, it was consistent too. That's the thing. A lot of movies you don't get consistent characterization. Um, also, that whole weird thing with her and the, the kid, the guy that was kind of. Timmy the Chalamet was great. 
<laughs> oh no, he was great in it, but like I could take or leave like that whole situation. Just like I could take and leave the whole Kate Blanchett thing too. Now I'm saying this is to cheer me from the movie, but it's like it's nothing that I feel like it's it, it takes precedent in the the overall plot of the movie to make it better or worse. I think it's just there to give us more characterization that I think isn't needed very much. Um other than that, man, I, I was here for it. I'm here for it. I think it's a really fine, damn fine movie. This is one of the few times that I think the yeah, I think well, it's one of the few times where I feel like the masses got it right. Because you know, sometimes we'll get people about, oh, you got to see this movie, and we'll see it as because uh, we watch so many movies and we'd be like, oh, it was Avatar. Right. Like, don't do it. We going no. don't do that to Avatar. Don't nobody talk about Avatar like that. Not the last Airbender. I'm no, about I don't talk about Avatar. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you talking about. Blue aliens. Yeah, don't talk about Avatar like that. I love Avatar. No, I'm talking anyway. about like that. <laughs> Name two characters. We'll talk about that later. Name two characters. We we are going to talk about that on a later date. Because uh, look, well, you ask me name two characters. I don't know nobody character name. I'm gonna call one Ellen Ripley. I'm gonna call one fake ass Cable. And I'm gonna call the other one Clash of the Titans dude. You know, I don't know nobody name. What are you talking about? What are you talking? You've been on the show with me for how long? What if I known somebody's name in the movie? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> they got to be in like six movies before I know their name. I only know Katniss name because she was like four of them. Like shit. <laughs> and I read the book. So hey, you anyway, just tangible. You just name dropped Leonardo DiCaprio's name uh, of the character in this movie. So ha. Oh, because I, I put it in my notes. Because uh, I put it in I my notes. Still. That's why. <laughs> Ask me next week. <laughs> See if I know his name. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go on and let you take the rest of my time. Go ahead. Uh, Jason, what are your thoughts on Don't Look Up? Uh, my thoughts, uh, I hated the first half of this movie. I mm. absolutely hated it. And you know what? And here's the thing. It's not the movie's fault. It's my fault. Uh, one of my biggest anxieties is to be having to say something that is important to me and that no one's listening. And that's the whole first half of this movie is they're trying to say mm. something important and no one's listening to them. That that That's a trigger for me. And it was very triggering. And I was all like, I hate this shit. I want everybody. I, it took me like three times to even just to get through the first half because I was so cringed out by the way they were <laughs> acting to this to this uh, this news that should have worried people and been. And why did why is she charged it? Why he charging for the snacks? <laughs> hey, look, true, true story. Jason's texting like. Oh, I, I, I want to I want to turn this movie off right now. And I'm thinking, damn, is it that bad? Because I ain't watched it yet. So he's telling the truth that he was cringing. Uh, this is like, I, I I get I get what they're doing. I get it. I understand. Like you know, and I understand like this. A lot of this stuff, even though it's satire, is not very satirical. <laughs> it's it's kind of it's a. I guess for me, it's the movie is a little bit too on the nose because. Uh, this shit happens. This shit happened in real life. I mean, like, this might as well be a documentary, right? <laughs> I mean, like, we had uh, leaders who have failed to see the danger and and present it in front of them, and and uh, more worried about their image or or whatever. You know, I'm not blaming nobody. Uh, then then uh, the danger that that is opposed to not just you know people in their country, but the whole entire world. Uh, so, like, this whole thing was a big, 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 big anxiety thing for me. I did not laugh until uh, Timothy Chalamet came on the screen. I think I, one time I did laugh was uh, during the scene where Ariana Grande is singing about uh, don't looking <laughs> yes. up and just listen to the fucking scientists. 
Exactly. I did laugh out loud. But what really got me, what really like brought me back over to this movie was basically the last half when they were starting to act more genuine, when things were a little bit more, less satirical, but more real, when you actually had the thing being uh, where characters are actually understanding the danger they were actually in. And uh, and in the, the end, I'm not going to ruin it, but the end really got me too because it was yeah. uh, such a genuinely and heartfelt and and it would be kind of like the way that you would want something like that to to end. So like that really, really, I really, really felt that, and I really, really enjoyed that part. And fucking Leonardo DiCaprio is he's Monster. great. He's yeah. great. Like how do you, like you are a billionaire, world's best actor. I mean, like you know, you are a Hollywood man. And they're like, yo, you got to play a, a, a science professor from fucking Michigan. He's like, I got you. <laughs> right, right. So good. So good. Like, I got you. It's like, you never, like, you have not that experience to be that well. Like, I know dudes like that, man. Like, it's like, how did you do this so well? I also, I mean, like, you know, uh, Jason doesn't like, I liked, uh, Jennifer Lawrence's betrayal uh, in this movie, uh, I felt like you know she was she was acting like how I would act, like basically, and uh, I I get that, like because if they were listen to me, I would fucking lose my shit on people. I'd be like, "Yo, listen, motherfuckers," and that's literally what she did, and I like that, and I like also like the fact that you know she was kind of like the um, the voice of reason throughout the whole entire thing. She was mm-hmm. the only one that kept the, her eye on on the actual goal or the actual danger. And she never bought into any of the other lies that were being told them. And even to her detriment where she was, you know, working in a grocery store by the end of this, that's not really a spoiler because it's not a part of the story, but it's like, she, you know, she kept her herself. She was the only one that kept herself pure Mm -hmm. to her ideology throughout this whole entire movie. Whereas others would sell out. Uh, Timothy Chalamet, um, I hate him so much. I love him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking... yeah. <laughs> like you can't like I, like even in this part where it's it's this kind of a joke of a part. He comes back around and is like puts so much thought and care into this stupid joke of a part that it's like, why? <laughs> like, I, oh, look, look let's be real. Outside of Leo, he almost steals his whole movie. Yeah, he's close to stealing his whole movie by far. It's like, can't you just be a young and up and coming Hollywood actor that's just shitty in things for a while, <laughs> and then eventually become really, really good? Don't be good right now, man. <laughs> like, stop, <laughs> dude. Want to kick this kid's ass, man? <laughs> what you want to yeah, take the like, style of method, kind of? Yeah. Yeah, just be shitty for now. a few movies, be like Transformers for like six movies, and then go fucking nuts, and then go method, and then do good stuff. All right, <laughs> don't be doing good stuff from the get go. Don't be like an actual artist from the. You're 21. Stop. <laughs> but yeah, like the the uh, praise and the hype about this movie is very much. Uh, warranted it is very much uh, a thing that is definitely of the times of of right now that we probably need to hear probably need to see uh because uh you know idiocracy like so this movie that's being compared to is a little bit more of a uh allegory rather than a straight up message you know mm-hmm. so people can kind of like take what they will from it 
this one is pretty much straightforward and it's like here like and whether you believe in climate change or not like come on like there's there's some merit to it and and we should probably be doing better as a society and and getting and making sure that you know we have a planet left for future generations but that's not really the individual's fault (laughs) right right (laughs) you know and that's also part of this movie so yeah watch this movie maybe i opened your mind to those people those people who are you know generally don't want to have you know maybe their ideas challenged maybe you know have Mm -hmm. them challenged for once uh i know i like having my ideas challenged uh so yeah watch this movie it's good (laughs) i I will push back only on one thing of the idiocracy and i know you're not comparing the movie apples to apples you're just saying like satirical yeah yeah (laughs) the satirical thought process of the future blah blah the thing i think that always bothers me about idiocracy is that idiocracy was never trying to be a satirical take on our future it was trying to be a comedy that just has like elements of satire that we can relate to in our modern day this is actually a satirical take on our culture actual satire yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) because that's why i hate when everybody's oh it's like i feel like idiocracy grew this cult following because people were like oh this could happen like no no people i understand smart people Typically, because of our economy, have less babies than people who are usually poor because, you know, lack of sexual education, lack of whatever, whatever. Before I go over the time, the point is, is that it's not a extremely intelligent level and extremely dumb level. It's a lot of people in between there that still have kids that it wouldn't happen. But I get the premise because it was a comedy. It was supposed to be yes. funny to be like, oh, this is funny. This would happen. But people take took idiocracy and made it into this thing of like. See, this is what happened if we these dumb people keep having all these kids and being like it became something more than I even don't think they even intended it for it to be. So that's why I hate and, the comparison because I feel like they, they were like, no, we just want to make a funny movie about if the world got ran by a bunch of idiots and how that could happen. They had to make a scheme of how that could happen that would make logical sense. And that's like so that's why I always when people be like, Oh, you gotta watch it because it's just like idiocracy, but more serious. And I'm like, No, I was like, So it's a comedy. They're like, No. Like how this could happen in the future, and I'm like, and I watch this movie, and I'm like, oh, this is in the future. This is right now. Like, it's just it. We're dealing with fake news. We're dealing with politicians that don't take things serious that are killing people. Like anyway, but dealing with billionaire, you know, you know, uh, entrepreneurs who are more concerned about making their next billion dollars rather than you know helping out the human race. (laughs) Right, 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 and running the politicians. Like, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. Let's jump right on into ratings. What would you give this rating for Don't Look Up? I will knock it to four out of five because of the anxiety level that it caused me. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm right there with you. I gave it a four out of five, man. I think this is really good, and this is what make me want to look up further movies from the gentleman. I think Adam McKay. Adam McKay. Who Fucking he, I think he, he produced Anchorman. It. I think he wrote it, right? He 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 wrote here. I think he written wrote and directed this. Fucking oh, okay. Anchorman, Adam McKay. Fucking this is forty, Adam McKay. <laughs> or, or this guy's. I will tell you this. <laughs> Go watch The Big Short, which I think is a better movie about what's going on today that's affecting us probably more conveniently than you know climate change and other stuff. Like um, The Big Short's really good as well by Adam McKay. Yes, also too. another classic movie. Yeah, um, yeah. 
and stepbrothers. Can't forget about stepbrothers. Step <laughs> come on, come on. Like no, like stepbrothers is is this another tier? Stepbrothers is another level. All right, stepbrothers <laughs> god tier movie. These are great masterpieces. That is yeah. culture. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. That's S level god tier. Yeah. Recite the words in your sleep. Like I can't quote. Don't look up, but I can quote stepbrothers. Yeah. So <laughs> when they're when they're putting on the fucking time castle to send shit out into space to the aliens, they're gonna put stepbrothers in there. <laughs> <laughs> Here you me go. And Johnny Here's Hopkins. <laughs> me and Johnny Hopkins used to smoke that shit up. Oh, it's just so good anyway. All right. Don't look up. We all recommend it. Go check it out. If you don't check it out, then you're a loser and we hate your guts. You probably you know why you didn't check it out. We know why you didn't check it out. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. Know. Actually, <laughs> now this next one, the next thing we're gonna review. We definitely want you to check it out because this one literally is for the culture. Um, <laughs> we're about to review Grand Crew, NBC show. I think it's only four episodes deep. I don't know when it debuts, but I watch it next day on Hulu. So watch it on Hulu, but it's on NBC. Uh, Jason, before I guess I'm give people a synopsis of what goes on in Grand Crew. So a group of friends, black, <coughs> unpack. <laughs> Unpack the ups and downs of life and love at a wine bar. Jason, what did you think of Grand Crew? My first initial reaction to the show was, we did this before. This was already a thing. So, uh, uh, you know, this is really famous back in the 90s. A group of friends would get together uh, and they would talk about their life. And it was really, really good. Uh, it was freaking groundbreaking. I can't remember the name of it. It was a group of friends. It's, uh, living single. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> but as I watched more of this, this shit is funny as hell, man. Like it is, it is one of those things that just like I, I want to happen because it's it has black characters in it and they are unapologetically black, but it's not really about their blackness. Yes, there's parts mm-hmm. about it that are about their blackness, but that's what's not what the show is about. It's about these friends. Just living life, and that's it. And it's funny, and the, and it it does touch on some issues like uh, black masculinity. Like one character uh, is is a uh, upset of seeing other males cry, uh, but it it's great. It's fucking hilarious. It's made me laugh so many times in the last hour that I've laughed in like probably two years. Um, I'm so glad that Nicole Byer has actually got a show where she can actually be funny on. Rather than her just yes. making fucking cakes and shit. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> like, I'm just glad she's got something that she can do. It's great. It's fucking great. Like, all the, the actors in this are just, they they play an archetype uh, of, I would say, black culture. Um, but, like, even then, they're still, like, they're still their own people. They're still very much characters rather than just archetypes. And they're all just fucking funny. And it's, like, their situation is just hilarious. Um, yeah, I can't really praise the show at anymore because it's just it's good. I mean, like, I don't like sitcoms. I I don't like sitcoms. Like, last sitcom I watched was Community, and like, anytime it's like, oh, you want to watch this? I'm like, no, nah, I don't like. I'd much rather watch, you know, shit with fucking man space aliens and shit in it. You know, I'll get my comedy you, through you there. Mean, like, you mean like Avatar? Like, no, fuck that movie. <laughs> 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 two character. Two character. <laughs> <laughs> but like this one, like I'm sitting here, I'm fucking dying laughing because of some of these shit. And then, like some of the shit is like probably only people like me and Jason and the art ilk would get. 
<laughs> and mm-hmm. like this dude straightened his hair and they and he comes in and they're all looking at him with his straightened hair like what the fuck and I'm fucking I'm dying because like <laughs> that's what would happen if you suddenly come in with straightened hair as a black man <laughs> like your family your friends are gonna be like what the fuck especially if you're not Snoop Dogg <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck are you doing with that it's it's oh my god it is so good it is it, I hope that it lasts longer than a season because I will. I'm definitely going to watch this. This is this is definitely something that I'm going to put in my weekly rotation and and watch watch the fuck out of this. And I know that's going to make my mom happy. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes. So it's funny enough. We we had our show set for the week, and I saw a preview of it, and I said I texted, took a screenshot of it because I was watching like YouTube or something, and I like I took a screenshot like, hey. We should look and find this and review this. And so I didn't even watch the show when I sent it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, was I happy that this was not a miss. So I'm like you. I'm not a huge, huge sitcom guy. I think I, I, I have my favorites. Like I have like How I Met Your Mother, you know, in the Martin uh, era, you know, um, The Big Bang Theory for a while. So I got over that. Like I, I never last long with sitcoms. I'll watch a couple of seasons and then I'm like, okay. So I will admit, watching this one, it took me a while to get back into the sitcom dialogue. That's very, you talk, now I talk, now you talk. It's never like, sitcom dialogue is never real. It never feels real. It feels very acted. And that's fine. That's what it feels like a stage play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they want to get across what they're saying so that when it sets up for later on, you can feel it. I guess Kirby Enthusiasm will be considered, quote, unquote, a sitcom. But I feel like that's in a different realm of sitcom, though. Um, But... Going to the point of this is that, yes, Jason is correct. There's a lot of stuff here that is completely understandable for the culture, but I like that this culture in Grand Crew, I hate to say it, it it's the shit that me and Jason have always dreamed that black culture was always like. Like, we were always groovy, we were always stylish, we are always cool, but it ain't no, like, threats of violence and gang banging or all the stuff that they associate with black culture that is negative or negativity. It isn't in the show. Even the, the slight moment they kind of go into it about two characters that are black slap, judging each other. Yeah. Yeah. And it like, it, it like, it does end with like a slap boxing thing, but even that when they, when they finally confront each other and have the conversation, he goes, yeah, I thought you were like this. And homeboy was like, nah, college just wasn't for me. I had like a fifteen thirty on my SAT, uh, fifteen eighty. Like, <laughs> He's like, "What? Yeah, what you get on it?" Yeah. He's like, "I don't want to talk about it." <laughs> right. But he wasn't the guy. I got the same thing. But we, but we know people in our lifestyle that are like that. They are just real smart ass people that didn't want to go to college and didn't want to do the traditional routes of things. But people look down on them because they probably wear their ball cap backwards or to the side, or they got Tim's on or whatever. So I did like that switch up. I did enjoy that. The characters here feel like somebody that I know. Like I can be like, oh, that's my homegirl QP. That like Nicole Byers. Like that's my homeboy. Blah blah. blah. Like it, it felt that way. And I love the the first episode. You know, with Garrett Morris and he's kind of breaking it down for us, which is a beautiful thing to do because it sets the standard of like, oh, this ain't gonna be your typical black show. Yeah. This this harkens back to the age of Living Single, uh, Martin. The Fresh Prince, like when we had all these black shows on TV, even Family Matters and all that, it harkens back to that age. And I'm not trying to throw shade on them because, hey, brother, get with your money and you do a good job with it. It's less of that Tyler Perry stuff. I feel like sometimes Tyler Perry is a caricature, caricature of black culture 
that black people enjoy, but other people besides black people watch that. And so they yeah. get this imagery of them of ours, us in their minds. This is the image I want them. I want them to have of us in their minds. Successful Sitting black around people. drinking wine. Yes, yes. <laughs> wine. wine is a new black because LeBron James <laughs> drinking, so we can all drink it. Yes, go ahead and talk that talk. He's like, oh, this guy knows Korean. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a little bit of cocoa. Like, talk that talk, my brother. And, and I, I just thought it was just, it was a relief to watch this. And like you said, this is a, a show with black characters, but it isn't a show about what blackness means to these characters. This is a show about black characters living in a world and they just happen to be black. So they do have some experiences that are going to be different, but those experiences don't shape the whole narrative of the show. Yeah, Like one of them is a hopeless romance. And how many black dudes do you know are hopeless out and out romantics? Like nobody, black guys, but I'm saying, but black guys don't talk about that. Like we ain't sitting around being like, oh man, I you chase that girl. Yeah, I just want to be right. like a Nicholas Sparks book. <laughs> right, right. No, we don't talk like that. You know, I, mean, I say we talk like that, but we don't talk like that very openly to each other. So it was just a relief to just have just our blackness be a thing, but not be the main thing. Like, I don't yeah. like if somebody would ask me about the show, I wouldn't have to be like, hey, oh, no, you, it's a black culture thing. You ain't going to understand it. I'd be like, no, nah, I come jump right in. But that's what kind of also makes me hate it too, because. Sometimes they do give a little bit away of the secrets. It's like Blackish to me. Like Blackish gave away a lot of our secrets, a lot of the <laughs> stuff that we kept on a down low. But if this if this is the way that we get people to respect us more and bridge the gap between their stereotypes of us versus what we really are, and this is a show that can help us get closer to that. A la like Blackish, a la like I mean the Cosby Show back in the day. You know we've had little shows like that that kind of bring us closer together because it breaks down stereotypes. I'm here for it. I implore. I pray. I am pushing. Anybody that hears this review, fucking go watch the show. Give it mm -hmm. good ratings. Let it be renewed. Let's make this one of the number one shows in America because we need these kind of shows in America, let alone for our culture, because this is the representation we want, we need. And it seems like they probably have people of color in their writing rooms because mm -hmm. the way they talk, the way they dress, the way they act feels like something that we would write. It produce. feels like me and Jason. Yeah, like me and Jason would sit down and write some of this stuff that they're saying and doing. So please, please, please support it if you can, um, Grand Crew. Jason, you got any and final words before we give it a rating? Also, here's also a good thing about this. This is not dealing with trauma. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like oh so often yes. in the last like 20 years, and like some of my favorite shows, like Lovecraft Country deals with black trauma, but this one doesn't. These are just people enjoying their lives. They're it's black joy. They're having, yeah. they're just enjoying their lives, and that is so refreshing. How refreshing? I'm talking about that's how much like, that's how refreshing it is. You know, it's just so good. <laughs> and, like this, this is so nice to just see these people just live their lives and just be themselves and be accepted for the being themselves. It's so good. Oh, I love this show. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm right there with you. Um, yeah, I'm I'm five out of five on it. I don't care if you watch it. Like, man, it's all right. Fuck you. Five out of five. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. You know, five out of five. You know, there was like, oh man, they just too, they too soft. Like one guy admits, he's like, yeah, I'm soft. Yeah, yeah. Like, who would, says it? <laughs> just says, I guess I'm a little soft. Like you know, and it's like, and like, okay, we knew that, but we love you still anyway. <laughs> and it's like, ah, <laughs> so good. It's so good. Yes, great. And I'm, I'm with you. And I, I think I said yes, but the Nicole Byers thing, I'm right there with you. I feel like for years, 
She's been extremely funny, and she's had to shuck and jive a little bit to be mm-hmm. accepted in kind of both the worlds. I feel like this is the perfect vehicle for her to let people can see how funny she is and see what a star she is. So I funny. first peeped her on um, what was it, Girl Talk or Girl Code on MCV? Yeah, and she's always Girl had the Code funniest segments. Yeah, yeah, she always had the funniest segments. I, one too, and then from then I started watching her stand up. Like this girl is fucking funny as hell. <laughs> amazing, amazing, and I feel like she's finally going to get the respect she deserves if we can make this show. Number one. So again, people, please check it out. It's Grand Crew NBC. We're not getting paid for this. This is just how much we like this show, and we think it's a. I mean, hopefully, can I last many, st- many seasons. If you get if they if if they want to pay us, I will still. <laughs> I'll even give an even more glowing recommendation if they want to pay us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could do a breakdown review of every episode for them if they want. Like, yeah. <laughs> make that our thing. <laughs> but uh, we can explain yeah. Grand Crew to white people. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, well, looks, man, looks like we're out of things to talk about. Well, we have plenty of things to talk about, but we're out of topics that we've pre-planned to talk about, man. And I guess that usually means we have to wrap it up. Um, So thank everybody for listening to the Inner for Nerd There's podcast. There, but I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had it going across when I said wrap it up. I was like, man, 355, <laughs> don't look up, Grand Crew. Fisting. Yeah, it was a lot going on in my mind when I said that. That's why I had to pause. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to the N Word for Nerd podcast and vlog. And remember to share, like, and follow us here at Head Cannon Circus on Facebook, YouTube. And on YouTube, make sure you hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when we post more content. And um, you can find us on all DSPs, digital listening systems, and all that stuff. Um, and that's Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And yeah, I think that's all, all the rest of them. Wherever you're at, we're probably there. So we appreciate you listening as always. And so, Duke of All Nerds, any words you'd like to leave us with? Just be kind and considerate and tip your opportunities and servers 20%, at least. If you're going to make a movie about women being action stars, make a good movie about women being action stars. <laughs> we'll see make you all next time. <laughs> we're out of here.